Hey there, I'm Rachel Corbett and welcome to another episode of Small Change, the podcast that's all about the small changes you can make that'll make a big difference to your finances. Well, Christmas is just around the corner and that means so is the big Christmas lunch grocery shop. But with food prices on the rise, your grocery budget can blow out with just a couple of mince pies and a punnet of cherries. So finance journalist and author of Money with Jess, Jess Irvine, is here with some tips on how to save at the checkout. Many people don't realise it, but food is actually the second biggest category of Australian household expenses after housing. So the figures are actually quite old, but the latest household survey of expenditure by the Bureau of Statistics back in 2015 found that the average Australian household spent about $14,500 on housing, which seems pretty low, but remember that's an average and would include households that you know have paid off the mortgage. But the average Average household would be spending about $12,000 on food and non-alcoholic beverages. So you can inflate that up a little bit, um, but it's still in the tens of thousands of dollars that the typical household is spending on food. So if you are looking at reviewing your expenses and trying to find some savings amid the rising cost of just about everything, your food budget is a great place to start. I do encourage people to just keep a simple spending diary of how much they're spending on food each week or per month, and then you can start to see the patterns and figure out what your weekly or your monthly costs are and seeing whether you can reduce those costs. When you're looking at your food budgets, I do see people fall into either one category or another. Sometimes they're just simply spending too much. You're going to the supermarket and putting everything in the trolley, which ultimately can lead to food waste if you're not able to efficiently use up all the stuff that you're buying. But I also see people not spending enough money at the grocery store. So they're not keeping enough of those perhaps ready meals on hand so that when you've got that weeknight crunch uh, and you don't want to cook, you're ordering you know, Uber Eats or those delivery foods because you simply haven't actually bought enough food into the household. So it can be a bit of a balancing act. But when you're looking at reducing food costs, preparing fresh meals from scratch at home from groceries that you have bought yourself and brought home is definitely the best overall saving strategy. Why? Because you know immediately that you're saving on the costs that you would otherwise spend on eating out where, you know, the the restaurant or the food retailer is having to pay wages, rents, overheads, and of course, any delivery fees. So Just by having the food, the the pantry fully stocked and the fridge fully stocked with food that you can use over a given period, that is one of the best ways to reduce your eating costs. There's a lot of areas where I see people wasting money or simply spending too much because they don't know a few simple tricks when it comes to cutting their food costs. And I'll share a few of those after the break. So my favorite strategy when it comes to cutting costs in the grocery shop is to use unit pricing. So about a decade ago, the government actually mandated that the major retail outlets had to display prices on the tags on the shelf, not just as a total price, but as a price per unit. So that could be the price of milk per litre, the price of toilet paper per 100 sheets, soap per gram or per bar or whatever it is. And I just urge people when you're scanning the supermarket shelf, A, don't just go for the regular brands you always buy. 
take a look at all the different brands and compare the prices per unit. And why not just pick up the cheapest one off the shelf? I tell people, you know, when it comes to home brands or, you know, going for perhaps the brands that are perceived as the not as fancy brands, we live in a rich and prosperous country. And in some countries, they would be so pleased to be able to have the choice of the fresh, great projects that we do have through those home brands and those, you know, less fancy brands, you know, in other countries, that would be luxury goods. And so at least give those cheaper brands a try. And that will really help you to shave your food costs. My second best tip when it comes to saving at the supermarket is to shop around where you shop. So often people concentrate on, you know, I've got to find the best deal within the particular supermarket I am in, but actually committing to try a few different supermarkets and get out of a rut that you might be in into shopping in one place can be a great strategy to save. So over the last decade, we've also seen the arrival of a lot of foreign retailers. So your Costco, your Aldis, and they have really opened up the market and brought to bear a lot of competitive pressure. I have done a few studies where I've gone into those stores and I've actually compared the cost of a basket of goods there with how much they would cost then at Coles and Woolies. And I found that particularly for Aldi was about 10% cheaper on average than the big name supermarket alternative. And Costco, depending on what you buy there, you can also find a similar level of saving. And the thing I point out with Costco, because it is a sort of a bulk, you know, buying environment, it's a warehouse environment, particularly for bigger families, if you can buy and store in bulk, and you know that you can use up the larger amounts as you buy them, it can be a great saving, particularly for those bigger families, because a lot of the per unit pricing is lower in those shops. Although you do have to be a little bit careful. It's not not everything is cheaper. I shop around Costco with my mobile phone handy, and I do check the cost per unit of things like toothpaste or whatever it is against the Coles or Woolies online websites. And it's, it is not always cheaper, but some of the time it is, and some of the savings are significant. My final tip, tip number three, is if you are sticking with the major retailers like Coles and Woolworths to be aware of their rewards programs. So for Woolworths in particular, they have an everyday extra program, which costs $59 a year, but entitles you to 10% off one shop at Woolworths and one shop at Big W each month. Say, for instance, you spend $200 per month there, you would save $20 per month. It would only take about three months to break even on the membership cost, and then your savings add up for the rest of the year. Do remember that that is separate to their base level everyday rewards program. It's a separate thing you have to search and sign up to. They do also give you one month free trial of that everyday extra program. So that is definitely something worth considering. So remembering to check those unit prices, shopping around where you actually shop and keeping an eye out for rewards programs. If you do all three of those, I think you'll find that you can find significant savings in your household food bills. There you go. Bigger is not always better unless, of course, we're talking about presents, which you can now buy more of because of all that cash you saved on groceries. Thanks so much for listening. And if you know someone who could use this tip or any of our many others, why not share this show with them? And I will catch you on Monday for more small change.